Welcome to the Good Growing Podcast. I am Chris Enroth, Horticulture Educator with the University of Illinois Extension, coming at you from Macomb, Illinois, and we have got a garden bite for you today, folks. We are going to be chatting all about squirrels. Yes, we are going to learn everything you want to know about squirrels, including which ones we have here in Illinois, how to identify squirrel damage, what to do about squirrel damage, and are they really cute, lovable animals, or are they just tree demons? We'll let you decide on that last one, but today we are uh, showing you an excerpt from a webinar that we did last year where Ken Johnson dives into the world of squirrels, and again, talking about who they are, what they do, and in some cases, what we can do to prevent squirrel damage. Enjoy. So, so next we will talk about squirrels. So here in Illinois, we've got, uh, we have four different species of squirrels that are native to the state. So first off, we've got fo the fox squirrel, and this is going to be the largest squirrel um, that is native to here in Illinois. They can weigh up to about two pounds, can be about 22 inches long um, on kind of the large end there. They, their fur uh, is kind of a rusty yellow with a black in it. And so they kind of have a, a kind of a reddish tinge to it a lot of times. And you can see in this picture, uh, the ears, the belly, edge of tail is going to be lighter color, um, kind of a, a reddish, orangish uh, color for them. They tend to like open forest stands. Um, with, without a lot of understory, a lot of, not a lot of growth um, on the ground there. That's kind of their preferred habitat. Um, and with these, we'll often see them foraging uh, on the ground, even a couple hundred meters, several hundred feet away from tree stands and stuff. So they are they're a little more comfortable on the ground compared to some of the other squirrels um, we may have. Uh, and they'll also kind of occupy that forest edge habitat in, in the kind of their native settings. And if you live in town, you're aware that we will get fox squirrels. They will readily live in, in surb suburban and urban settings as well. Uh, when we talk about invasive species a lot, you know, we talk about the invasive species we get here in the United States and Illinois. Fox squirrels and some of our other squirrels that are native to North America are considered an invasive species uh, in Europe, particular, particularly the fox squirrels where they are pushing out uh, native species. So just kind of a somewhat interesting aside there that um, we have sent these around the world where they are considered invasive species and are kind of displacing native squirrels um, in other countries. Next squirrel we've got here in Illinois is going to be the eastern gray squirrel, and these are going to be the second largest squirrels. Uh, they can be about a pound, pound and a half on the large side, um, about 17 to 18 inches long. Uh, they have gray fur um, on the back and then on the belly and is going to be more of a white color. So it's probably the easiest way to tell fox squirrel and gray squirrel apart, they commonly confuse is look at the belly. Um, if it's white, more than likely it's going to be a, a gray squirrel there. Um, there also can be, there can also be some color variants um, for Eastern gray squirrel. You can also find black and white squirrels um, for Eastern gray squirrels. They tend to like mature, um, dense um, forested areas. Uh, so larger kind of forested settings and um, maybe, um, uh, fox squirrels and some of these others, um, typically they're going to be like 100 acres or so in their natural settings, but again, they will um, readily live in urban and suburban areas. Uh, in the wild, they kind of prefer uh, forests that have a lot of nut trees, so oak, hickory, hardwood forests are kind of their preferred habitat. Uh, these are some of the examples of some of the kind of the color morphs you can have with eastern gray squirrel, squirrels. So we have the melanistic or the black uh, on the left there, the leucistic and albinistic. So the leucistic is going to be on the bottom. They have black eyes where 
Um, albino squirrels are going to have red eyes. That's on the top there. Um, if you live in Fisher or Gibson City area, apparently there are a lot of black of this black color morph in those areas. Um, and only in northeastern Illinois tend to have um, more of the white colored compared to the rest of the state. So some of these, these different colored morphs are a little more prevalent in, in different pockets of the state. We also have red squirrels here in Illinois. So these are going to be even smaller um, than the fox and gray squirrels, uh, about two fifths of a pound, about 11 to 13 inches long. Uh, and they have a little more reddish fur uh, compared to the others. And they also have a white belly. And during the winter, oftentimes they'll have uh, tufts on their ears. So you can kind of see this on this picture on this slide here, uh, little tufts of hair on the tops of their ears. And they are most common in Northeastern Illinois. Um, if you look at the range maps, it's kind of all throughout Illinois, the range maps show, but typically they're gonna be most commonly seen uh, in Northeastern Illinois. Can be found in a, a wide variety of different forests. Um, these go all the way up into Canada, so a lot of times they're found in more um, coniferous forests the further north uh, they go, uh, but they can also be found in hardwood forests. And they'll feed on, um, you know, our, our deciduous tree nuts, and also feed on um, pine nuts, pine cones, uh, stuff like that. And they'll also feed on fungus in parts of their range too, including some of the fungus that would be uh, toxic to humans. And then in Illinois, we also have the Southern flying squirrel. So this is gonna be the smallest squirrel species that is native to Illinois. They're about two, two ounces, about eight to nine inches long. So fairly small. They look uh, larger because they have um, kind of a fold of skin on either side of their body. So you can see that on the bottom picture there. So that when they spread out their, their limbs, uh, it helps them glide. So these flaps of skin make them look larger than they really are. Uh, greater brown fur on the back, and then again, a white belly. Uh, they tend to have the eyes are kind of large and their tails are, are more flattened compared to the other squirrel species we have here in Illinois. Uh, and they are nocturnal compared to our other uh, squirrel species, which are going to be more um, active. They're going to be active during the day, uh, maybe a little bit into the evening and early morning, but flying squirrels are, are going to be nocturnal. Uh, typically, or most commonly, they kind of prefer uh, beech, maple, oak hickory, and poplar forests. Uh, and we can't find them throughout Illinois, but they are most commonly found uh, in the southern part uh, of the state. And they also tend to uh, kind of live in areas that are they're fairly close to a body of water. It's kind of their preferred habitat as well. So when it comes to nesting, this is kind of when we start, one of the ways we can get into, have some issues with squirrels um, in our landscapes and in our homes is with nesting. Uh, so squirrels kind of in general, they build two different types of nests. Um, they will build leaf nests or nests made out of leaves and, and twigs and, and other um, kind of natural items like that in the forks of trees. These are called drays. Those are those pictures there. Uh, pretty easy to see this time of year with no leaves on the trees. And they will also nest in tree cavities or a lot of times they'll be called tree dens. As a general rule of thumb, they're, they're going to use those tree drays, those leaf nests uh, during the warmer parts of the year and then during the winter um, and when they have babies. Uh, they tend to prefer to be in those tree dens, but they, they can't spend the entire year um, in those tree drays um, if there aren't suitable tree cavities um, available for nesting. And then if, if it's also possible they can move into your attic if you've ever had the displeasure uh, of having that happen, that is not something fun um, that you wanna have. So you can see here, 
Um, they can cause substantial damage uh, to property, especially if they start chewing at a siding or if you have any um, openings that, that kind of go into the attic, they can chew on those to enlarge those so they can get into the attic. Uh, once they're in there, they can um, cause more damage by chewing up insulation, uh, chewing on electrical wiring. So just kind of compound those problems. So the picture on the left is, is an example of that. Uh, on the right, we've got a picture of um, some tubing and a, a car engine that they've chewed onto so they can get in there and, and chew on stuff, especially if cars um, have sat for an extended period of time. Um, they can cause issues uh, with that as well. So kind of the big thing, especially for getting into attics and stuff like that is going to be um, exclusion uh, for that. Um, and kind of a more natural setting, uh, the damage they can be feeding on uh, bird seeds. So if you're not wanting to attract squirrels to your, to your bird feeder, obviously they'd be a pest. Sometimes they can start chewing on the wood and damage those. Um, you can get into issues with I like the squirrel on the right here, chewing on branches and stuff um, to get to sap. You see this a lot in sugar maples. Uh, if food is scarce during the winter, they may start feeding on the bark. Um, and in extreme cases, they can girdle branches and stuff if they do enough feeding. Typically not too big of an issue though. So when it comes to preventing uh, damage from squirrels on buildings, again, habitat modification is gonna be important. Squirrels in general can jump about 10 feet. So you need to make sure you have trees uh, tree branches trimmed back at least 10 feet from buildings so they can't jump from the tree uh, onto your roof or onto the building and stuff, make it a little more difficult for them to get in there. Uh, if you've had issues with squirrels getting into an attic, um, you want to check buildings regularly. If you see any holes that, have, that they've chewed or they're starting to, to enlarge, um, you, know, you want to um, repair those, but you want to make sure you're not uh, capturing those squirrels in the attic. So stuff some um, newspaper or something like that into those holes. Uh, leave it for two or three days. If that paper hasn't been removed, more than likely the squirrels are not in the attic and it's safe to patch that up if the, the paper has been removed. Um, then keep doing that in, until they're, they're out of there or uh, you may need to use some kind of frightening device, um, a light, a strobe light, a radio, something like that to draw drive them out of that attic so you can then patch up those holes um, and, and exclude them from your attic. If you do have to go to the removal route, um, they are a kind of a protected species in Illinois. So you do need a permit uh, from a district wildlife biologist with the Illinois Department of Natural Resources in order to um, legally trap them in the state. So make sure you're doing that. Or if you're having a company do that, make sure they have um, the proper permits and stuff to be doing that. Um, when it comes to, to bird feeders, um, there's again, there's some other things we can do to try to prevent them from getting into our feeding on our bird food. Um, habitat modifications, so you can provide an alternate food source away from those bird feeders. So a pile of corn, uh, maybe further back in the backyard, away from those bird feeders, kind of try to get them to go to that instead of the bird seed. Um, you can try exclusion. So squirrel baffles, uh, kind of those upside down cones on, on posts and stuff so they can't climb up them. Uh, you know, isolating those bird feeders away from trees or other things they may be climbing on uh, so they can't jump onto them will help too. Uh, there are a lot of squirrel-proof bird feeders out there, uh, including this one in the picture there. Some of them work better than others. Um, squirrels can be rather determined. A lot of times they will eventually find a way in. So it may, it may slow them down, but eventually they, they, there's a good chance they will find their way into the squirrel-proof uh, type ones. 
there are also repellents that can be used. So you can treat bird seed with capsaicin. Uh, sometimes you can get stuff with red pepper flakes and stuff like that in there. The capsaicin that you get from the red peppers, that gives the heat to, to hot peppers. Um, that will affect squirrels, but does not affect birds. Um, so you mix that in there, that, that spiciness will deter them from feeding on it, um, but won't do anything to the birds. Uh, like Andrew mentioned, there's also repellents um, that could be used on, on buildings and stuff if they're chewing on those or on trees potentially, um, if, if they're doing a lot of chewing um, on, on trees as well. Well, that was a lot of great information about squirrels, so hopefully you've determined by now whether these are cute, lovable creatures with big fluffy tails, or perhaps maybe they are demons of the forest. Either way, folks, uh, we are so happy that you joined us for today's show. Listeners, thank you for doing what you do best, and that is listening, or if you're watching us on YouTube, watching. And as always, keep on growing.